0: I
1: went to uh, my Patriot Supply this weekend. Um, I saw my Red Hawk. You would not believe this facility, Stu. You wanna talk about an entrepreneur. This guy, uh, they were overwhelmed by COVID and they realized they didn't have, the truck supply chain was down, the uh, getting the food uh, you know, uh, prepared went down, everything went down so they have i can't remember how many hundreds of thousands of square feet he bought up and i went through it and you could literally eat off the floor. It was one of the cleanest factories I've ever seen. And I saw the food firsthand that will help you and your family right now. There's all kinds of problems with the food supply that are in the works. I hope it doesn't happen, but prepare yourself, grab yourself a 25% discount on each three month emergency food kit that you need. It includes breakfast, lunch, dinners, and more 2000 calories a day. MyPatriotSupply.com.
0: to hear is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program.
1: Hello America. This program, this audience never gets the credit for defending those that they disagree with. We believe in the Bill of Rights that all men are created equal, and they have certain inalienable rights that no one can change or take away, and some of them are outlined in the Bill of Rights. If you agree with the Bill of Rights, then I don't really have a political argument with you, not a real serious one. But if if you don't believe in the rights of man, and that government can't change these rights, well, then we have problems. There's a guy who I bet I don't agree with politically on anything, however, his Bill of Rights rights were violated, I think, uh, because he has been swept up in this this mob of political correctness and he dared move to Seattle and then criticize the statue of Lenin that they have in the Fremont district of Seattle. It's been there for decades. It was there when I was a kid and it never made sense to me. Well, it didn't make sense to him either. Unfortunately, he was an editor uh, at, the New- uh, at the Seattle Times. He lost his job. We're gonna talk to him in 60 seconds. Everybody's feeling the bite of inflation. One of the worst places you feel it is when you're making that monthly pre- credit card payment because it just keeps going up. How much are you paying on interest versus the principal right now? Would you love it if you could find a way to not be doing that and paying all that money to the bank? The same bank most likely that uh, took all the money and TARP and still is taking money from the Federal Reserve that we dare not talk about love to get out from underneath uh, those high interest rates because they're only going to go go up i don't know if you saw the bond rate what happened on friday but uh, bond and interest rates are directly tied together and uh, the bond rate went through the roof on friday what's going to happen to interest rates anybody's guess uh, right now on average the people who are looking for a consolidation loan can save about $700 a month. Please call American Financing. Find out if this is right for you. It's not right for everybody. Do your own homework. 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. Americanfinancing.net. American Financing. NMLS one 823 www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. David Velazco is a journalist, uh, formerly with the New York Times, and I want to just read something that uh, he wrote just last week that I shared with you last week. I was fired from my job at the Seattle Times after defending Hitler. The only problem is I never defended Hitler. In fact, my family was hunted by the Nazis. My grandfather was a Nazi killer who almost later died in a concentration camp. And some of my best journalistic work has been exposing neo-Nazi lies. But if you want to hear a story about intolerance in our country's most tolerant city and the erosion of civil discourse in American life, read on he moved to Seattle Um, he's lived all over the world he has been a journalist that has covered everything uh, all of these uh, grabs for for power he was living in Georgia he was offered a job at the Seattle Times to be an editorial board member and a columnist he said I only knew Seattle by reputation The great outdoors of the Pacific Northwest, a vibrant Asian Asian community, strong Latino community where son or daughter could grow up with Spanish-speaking friends, and residents who routinely approve tax hikes to ensure that those in need help receive it. I should mention that our politics fit the bill of Seattle. I'm a democratic socialist, and my wife is a DEI trainer. Suffice to say, the city felt like a great fit. I'm sure it did. He thought to himself, what a beautiful new home. How inclusive. How tolerant, how naive. He joins me uh, now. David, welcome to the program.
2: Thank you for having me.
1: You bet. You know, coming on this program is not going to help you with a lot of people <laughs> in Seattle <laughs> uh, or who who generally might be on your side, but uh, I don't know if you heard any of the broadcasts from last week. Uh, I think that what is happening to you is... Absolutely un-American.
2: Mm. I, mean, um, I mean, I mean, I engage people as far right as you can imagine, as far left as you can imagine. I believe in talking to people. I think that that belief is partly what landed me in this uh, situation. I find myself in. I was on Twitter. I was having a conversation, and um, yeah. You know i i've covered i've covered a variety of issues that have had um communists come after me in the past neo-nazis have come after me in the past generally speaking you ignore these people online and generally speaking your bosses don't even care to hear about it um they're trolls on twitter uh but i wasn't i was i was brushing aside the ones who are trolls the tankies obviously that's what you do in these situations there were a few people who seemed to be to some degree of good faith and uh I don't know, maybe it's my Achilles heel. I believe in civil discourse, good faith dialogue, and um, even in listening to your harshest critics to see if they, there's a point to anything that they have to say. And, and that is what I was doing in this situation. I was engaging people who seemed to... I said something on Twitter that was poorly phrased, and people were asking me, well, what exactly do you mean by this? Are you, what are you saying here? Um, and I was responding to them, and I was engaging them, and people were accusing me of... You know we can get into it but people were accusing me of being a nazi of of, of defending mm-hmm. hitler of supporting hitler uh of, of being a holocaust denier all of this stuff i i ignored that and i tried to focus on people who had who seemed to have genuine questions uh who seemed to want to have a conversation
1: you can't do that any. you can't do that anymore i don't know where you've been living david but uh <laughs> you know i i have been doing this forever and i happen to agree with you that um uh you know people uh aren't really looking for the truth anymore and even my harshest critics i have i listened to them for quite a long time and really did soul searching wait a minute how can so many people say this about me what am i doing that maybe is causing this um and so you can clean up what you can clean up that you know you're like okay i see how they see that but there's a good portion of America now, and I think more on the left, but some on the right that just don't care you're either with them or against them and you know there's there's no place for actual bill of rights unless you agree with me and that's death to our republic
2: mm, no i agree um there there is there, there is a contingent of individuals who um so there was something different about this experience i noticed in my past with tank. You know, I used to cover China and North Korea, and you get tankies coming after you. Uh, for those who may not know the term, you know, those are basically communists who, who defended the use of Soviet tanks in the Hungarian Revolution. These are people who are pro-violence communists, basically. They're the worst mm-hmm. sort. And they're on, a lot of them on Twitter, who knows to what degree they actually believe in in enacting violence but you ignore them and usually their attacks are in the form of you know they'll look at your account and for instance mine i have um, a ukrainian flag so they'll say oh you know they'll make some argument about that or they'll look at my last name and or they'll attack me they, they look at david joseph and they assume that i'm jewish so they'll attack me for that things of this nature it's ad hominem it's very simplistic but what was happening and the neo-nazis that come after me they do the same thing but what was happening here was different in that there was a lot of attempts to take what i'd said and then warp it and then claim that i was saying (laughs) the opposite so people Mm -hmm. even dug up into my past they went back years one individual a journalist in fact found a thread that i'd written which was basically arguing um, it was a, a a gay rights argument um and they were insinuating that i was homophobic by using and, I, right. and I'm thinking well anybody that clicks on this and reads it is just going to see that you're lying but of course many people will not nope. click they'll just and Correct. um and this was happening so there was another example where somebody was you know I was going back and forth and somebody said um, um um we were having this discussion about you know Hitler versus Lenin Hitler versus Stalin and somebody said well you know Stalin did a lot of good things <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I, and I well, Hitler built
2: the highways. Oh, my gosh. Well, well, no. In fact, in fact, what I responded was really so Hitler had uh, environmental protection policies and some kind of food aid program for children. So mm-hmm. what? That was my response. People took that response. and said, you. Look, look, he's, he's defending Hitler. Look at him. He's talking about how Hitler had environmental programs. This guy loves Hitler. That's what they did with that statement. And I'm, I'm like, I finished it with so what? I mean, I, I, wasn't I clear enough? Obviously not. Uh, I guess I had to write a paragraph afterwards explaining exactly what I meant. But the the point is, you realize very quickly that there's a, this wasn't your basic ad hominem attack. This was a sort of coordinated effort to spin everything I said into <laughs> the most bad faith interpretation you could possibly imagine. I mean. The crux of it comes down to the, the, the statement that I made, which listeners can see if they, if, they, if they read the free press essay that I wrote, I quote the full thing. But it was basically saying that I was basically arguing that um, I believe that in a psychological sense, uh, Lenin uh, was more evil. He wanted to kill more people. I believe that more killing is more evil I clearly said that Hitler was more evil in terms of how many he actually killed. Let's not be confused about that. But I think that psychologically, if Lenin had had the military machinery of, you know, 1920s Russia wasn't 1940s Germany. And if he had had that at his disposal, who knows what he would have accomplished. Uh, My argument was poorly phrased. I will say that I wish I had uh, been more careful, but it's tantamount to saying that, you know, if I had said, hey, look, Killing my family, entire family, is worse than killing my sister. This does not mean that I am defending the murder of my sister. It's absurd. This is the logic that people were coming at me with. Oh, oh, you think that killing your whole family is worse than just killing your sister? Then you, you, you are pro-sister killing. This is the, you know, this is this is what was being thrown at me, and and I'm a Nazi now, and I and I uh, I'm pro-Hitler. <laughs> uh you know and the so, another thing about this that look, go ahead
1: no 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 go no go ahead finish i
2: was i was just going to say another aspect of this was the 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 point was made to me that well look you can't get into these comparison arguments in the first place you can't be comparing who was you know so i agree that you you weren't saying you weren't defending adolf hitler i mean my god but maybe you shouldn't be comparing these things nobody you know it's a bad idea and i thought about that i was like but there's a rich and very well respected 70 year tradition of historical scholars doing exactly that i mean Hannah rent wrote Mm -hmm. an entire book the origins of totalitarianism Mm -hmm. is basically all about comparing hitler and stalin Mm -hmm. uh i mean Mm -hmm. Yale history professor Timothy Snyder recently wrote an article. Um, I think it was in the New York review of books and the title was Hitler versus Stalin, who was worse. Yeah. And I read this yeah. article and his argument is essentially my argument that, but I'm, but I'm saying, you know, Hitler v. Lenin, not Hitler v. Stalin. And nobody called Correct. him a Nazi. Nobody said, Oh, look, Timothy Snyder is defending him. Nobody even thought to make that accusation. So clearly something else is, happening here and i think what's what happening you, here was what do you
1: think that was
2: i think you a couple things but one of the things i think no i'm speculating so for whatever this is worth yeah i know um but um you know in seattle the political spectrum runs from essentially leninist to democrat the democrats are the right-wingers of <laughs> Right, Maybe that's not right. There's, conservatives. There's conservatives. I think it's, Seattle, there
1: but, are some conservatives, but I've got family up there. You're 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 pretty right, broadly yeah, speaking. So you're
2: right. The as I wrote in my essay, the 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 Seattle Times editorial board is seen as arch conservative, and I think that's an unfair characterization. But that is a perception. I would I had experiences introducing myself to people for an interview or for information on background research. And some of them were, they were quite rude because when, as soon as they heard I was on the board, they were, oh, oh, what are you? uh, Are you, you must be pro-Trump. And I thought, well, (laughs) well, wait, I, why would you assume that just because I work, just because I'm on the board? I thought the board, I mean, this is a liberal Mm -hmm. paper. This this is like a very, this is like a a tradition, sort of a democratic uh, pro-Biden, I would argue type, you know, not, not a, right. a Trump, but that's a, anyway, that's the perception. And so here you, you, you have this contingent of individuals on the left who, um, and they includes, includes journalists who see the board in that way, fairly or unfairly. And, um, they have it out for the board and then they see this journalist who's saying something inflammatory. Uh, and there's not really an effort to have a meaningful good faith engagement with this person. It's more just, oh, there's, there's a window of opportunity to attack this entity that we oppose. We can leverage this to go after the board. And I think, I mean, I understand the sort of political machinations there, but, um, I think maybe if, uh, if, if the situation had just been paused for about a week, these, these types of, Twitter mobs—they tend to move on to the next target. Even in my experience, when I've said things and riled up the, right. the pro North Korean tankies, they come after you, and then they're gone in five days. So, yeah, really, not honestly, this, not this yeah.
1: one. So, David, hang on just a sec. I, I have to take a quick one-minute break, and then we'll come back. And I, I, I want to talk to you about so. What do you take from all of this? What what do you what do you think the lesson is in all of this? Back in just sixty seconds. First, our sponsor. If you wake up every morning with bright eyes and a bushy tail and a spring in your stack, that's fantastic. Uh, you're probably sleeping with my pillow already. Uh, if you, I, I mean, I don't want the bushy tail thing. You should get that checked. But uh, if you'd like a great night's sleep. The My Pillow 20th anniversary is happening right now. Promo code back when you get the lowest price ever on a queen size My Pillow. The regular size or the regular price is $69.98. You're going to get one for $19.98. King size is $10 more. You'll also find deep discounts on other amazing pillow products. So join in the celebration today, mypillow.com, click on the radio listener special squares and receive Mike's amazing offer on the queen size, my pillow for 1998 with promo code Beck or call 800-966-3117, 60 day money back guarantee, 10 year warranty, get quality sleep, mypillow.com or call 800-966-3117, 10 seconds, station ID. David Velazco is a journalist in Seattle. He was just like, oh, by the Seattle Times. And uh, David, I I have to tell you, I have heard this story uh, from people that, you know, I would deem on the left uh, and sometimes on the far left, but generally not. Um, And I just kind of I, I just it's. It's hard to listen to because I'm like, I know, I know. I've been saying this for 20 years, but nobody would listen to me. Um, And then they experience uh, what they experience. And generally speaking, they start to look at things completely differently. What is it that you have learned from this?
2: Well, I mean, I've seen these types of experiences play out, obviously, in the media, so I've paid attention to these in the the past, and, you know, it runs the gamut from, I guess what you would say, reasonable, quote-unquote, cancellation to, you know, you can't even believe that somebody was was penalized or even lost their job over, you know, there's examples that just boggles the mind, and I suppose mine falls into the latter category, but, so I'm not someone who uh, is suddenly waking up and, and like, whoa, this is so right. unfair because now it happened to me. I, I've been thinking that this is a serious problem for some time. Um, but right. I was largely outside of America for the better part of two decades. So kind of looking at it from a distance. And uh, I think the trend that I noticed is, um, you know, it, it, there's, there's really a lot of these examples or the you see the same pattern with sort of a, a reputable institution caving to what amounts to nothing more really than a Twitter mob mob rule uh, that sh- mm-hmm. should be ignored. Uh, they should be ignored. They should be relegated to the dark corners of of, of, the, of Twitter. Essentially, um, nobody should pay them any mind. But I see it happening. I see the sensitivities over perceived, you know, um, negative uh, reputational damage getting, getting higher and higher. And the funny thing about that is that, you know, these, these groups, for instance, in my case, um, the idea that, that by firing me, perhaps there would be some appeasement of these individuals, these individuals, <laughs> many of them exist. They exist to hate the right. Seattle times. They're never going this right. is the, this is the equivalent of trying Correct. to pet a rabid dog. You're never going to, right. you know, don't do that. Um, yeah so i think what i've what i feel now or what i've felt for a while but perhaps more more strongly now is um uh there needs to be i hope there would be um a a stronger stiffness in the reaction to this Uh, just ignore it don't react to it don't don't throw uh good journalists the wolves to lighten your sled uh, essentially um and and then you see a transition of course Uh, this plays out many times where these journalists they you know they move over to Substack or something
1: i will tell you david um i wish you the best of luck what i hope comes from this is a strengthening of the spine for the bill of rights from all sides. david uh thank you so much for being on the program that was pretty brave of him uh, let me uh, tell you about our sponsor this half hour it's Tuttle Twins so why is Jordan Peterson so controversial to some people his books his speeches his advice are timeless but he's under attack in fact he's uh, being told by the Psychiatric Society up in Canada that he has to go through a re-education hmm. Well, his real problem is he promotes personal responsibility, and that is something that the writers of the Tuttle Twins books believe they should be teaching uh, in our schools as well. Our children's our children need to learn personal responsibility. Pick up a free book this week. It's free this week called The Tuttle Twins and the Twelve Rules Boot Camp. It's uh, shipping out right now. Your kids and grandkids can be uh, absorbing all of jordan jordan peterson's same values, same emphasis on personal responsibility all you have to do now is get it for free at tuttle that's tuttle just pay for the shipping tuttle twins and the
0: 12 rules boot camp available for free now america has demanded it it's stew does america the return tonight on blaze tv blaze tv.com slash glenn promo code is glenn
1: Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. Just had a guest on uh, who was a Democratic Socialist. um, Somebody who was an editorial writer for the Seattle Times wrote his first article about how outrageous it is that the Fremont section of Seattle would have a statue of Lenin. And, you know, his family is Jewish, was uh, pursued by the Soviets and Lenin uh his father was uh, or his grandfather i think was a nazi hunter and against the nazis and because he came out and said this guy is a monster uh they called him a uh a, a nazi lover which is
0: so ridiculous and so he was fired <laughs> welcome to seattle that's i think welcome that, to seattle that's the thing that's changed right i i it's hard it was interesting listening to him because i think Sometimes we have these people on who are maybe of the left or certainly more left than us and go through one of these experiences and they come on and they somewhat sound like Ronald Reagan, like 1986, like they've had full conversions and they're like, (laughs) this is like, now I want low taxes too. Um, but like that's yeah. not who Th- this guy this was guy, I, it was interesting to hear him because yeah. he's you know he still believes the things he believes but he's just become victimized by this machine that honestly has largely been built by his side of the argument uh, and it's i think it's really interesting to hear from people like that even if we don't agree with them on a lot of this stuff because you know they're this is not someone who's like friendly to all of our policies but These are people who are getting beat over the head by a complete change in our culture that is incredibly unhealthy.
1: So I agree with you. I I didn't expect him to change his policies. He's a well thought out guy. Uh, You know, he's been he's been homeless in, I think, Mumbai. Uh, You know, you're homeless in Mumbai. Well, you probably think about things (laughs) Uh, and uh, he's lived all over the world and he has you know, been on the front lines with Ukrainians. Um, and so he's thought about things deeply. And, you know, he says that he is not the kind of democratic socialist that wants to destroy capitalism. He believes in capitalism, et cetera, et cetera. I think he believes in the Bill of Rights. Uh, and uh, and And it doesn't matter, though. It really doesn't matter. The one thing he said that I disagreed with him on was, You know there's the kind of cancel culture that you know should happen and then there's the other kind of cancel no I don't think there should be any cancel culture there's no cancel culture well what is that yeah you can say I disagree with this person this person is crazy dangerous whatever but there shouldn't be this machine that kicks in to cancel them for all time no yeah Um, because if you get it wrong that's all that's remembered about that individual you just destroyed that individual forever forever uh and that is i mean i think that's evil if you don't like him don't listen to him don't support him you can speak out against it but the cancel culture
0: no
2: yeah
1: it's weird i I, I don't know
0: what that change is i mean i think it's certainly internet related like you go back in the day there was always people who had like newsletters sending it to you know to people's houses around america that had you know outlandish views that most of society would not like and they weren't like it wasn't like an all-time focus on people to cancel them and punish them beyond the idea that they wouldn't listen to them they would disprove their ideas they would show that they were wrong they would say hey this is idiotic they would not pay attention to them at all um you know that is of course you know the indifference being almost the worst punishment uh that you could give someone yeah, looking for attention like that that was
1: there. Indifference mm. is the opposite of love yeah indifference is not hate not hate um and uh and it's 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 always fascinating uh to me when people think they know what has been going on in the country um and then they realize oh wait that means me too yeah the 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 people who are actually and it's a small number of people but they are they hold power many of them uh and they hold sway in our communities and on social media and uh that small number of people create big damage and you will never be you know left enough for them or correct enough for them or environmentally friendly enough there is nothing but their way yeah and uh their way keeps getting more and more bizarre
0: and more and more um anti-human yeah and i'm sorry it's it's really shocking at the in the places it's showing up right like like, there's some logical through line that I don't agree with, but there's a logical through line between okay, these people back in the day used to have their newsletters or whatever. They were really, let's take, talk about the really outlandish per- person, whoever you think that is. And now they have access to the internet and can get mm-hmm. their message to so many more people that we have to do something. Now, I don't agree with this line of thinking at all, but you can understand how someone could come to this idea. It's too accessible. They're getting too many followers. It's making too much of an impact of our, our society. We have to do something at the level of social media to ban someone who believes in some crazy conspiracy theory or Nazi beliefs or whatever. And again, no. I don't agree with this at all. I'm, I want the free speech side of this. But like... You could almost understand why it would become an issue today, and it wasn't uh, years and years ago. But in a at a place like the Seattle Times, like th- this is these should be the people who are pushing back entirely against this. Especially we we expect it on the right, but especially with someone on the left making ele- you know arguments on the left all the time, and now being fired from their job, it just shows how far this has come. And there's no coincidence that, you know, he's writing this essay for the Free Press, which is Barry Weiss's, uh, you know, publication. And she's, I, you know, I like Barry Weiss a lot. She's great. But she came went through the same thing at the New York Times, where like these organizations that might have leaned liberal, but still always fell back on this, okay, well, we'll defend these viewpoints, even if uh, because we need that free, you know, free speech, that discussion, at least it was somewhat ingrained in their stated beliefs. Now it's the opposite. I mean, they know this isn't true. They know this guy is not a Nazi. They know that. And they still fired him. I mean, it is a, a remarkable change in American culture that we should full It should have a full-throated rejection by our society, especially in the media. And we're honestly seeing the opposite in the media. We're seeing it from people on the right. We're seeing it from people like Elon Musk at some level. We're seeing it from people... Mm-hmm like barry weiss that have to leave these publications and start their own things just to be able to have these conversations glenn greenwald Mm -hmm. is another one yeah it's sad it really is it's pathetic that that these institutions have fallen as far as they have
1: well it's it's not just the institution the institutions couldn't fall this far if people inside wouldn't go along with it yeah you know like like disney is that coming from the top or is it just tolerated from the top? And now the bottom is absolutely in in control mm-hmm. and there's nothing the top can do about it. Uh, you know, I wonder, um, you know, you look at the people that the New York Times has hired and it is, you know, what one generation will tolerate, the next will embrace. New York Times tolerated a lot of bull crap. And once the older generation died out and let go, then the toleration was, the top of the line the next generation embraces it and goes full throttle with it
0: yeah i mean that's uh, just where the new york times and all these people are yeah i mean glenn we did an, a decade of shows complaining about the new york times and how liberal they were right and we kept we, you know, we talked <laughs> about it all the time M- most of the people making the decisions that we were complaining about being too liberal have all been fired and they've been fired because they made yeah. co- decisions that were too conservative they made decisions yeah. that allowed for free speech and, and just opinions to be printed that were from the other side. Those people have all been blown out now. And it's a whole new crop of people being run by seemingly, I don't know, 23-year-old Twitter users. It really, it's it be, it's become a complete embarrassment, even to the people that we were complaining about 10 years ago that were too liberal. Those people are embarrassed by it. Most of them have either been fired or quit and started doing something else entirely because they can't get anything done. So I tell you, new
1: brands are being made every day. Mm. Um, the New York Times uh, was known as, uh, you know, pushing the edge and finding the truth. And, and I don't think any of the generation that's coming up now believes in any of that uh they don't get their news dead it's dead from the new york times they don't get their news from cnn or fox or anything else and they don't trust those institutions and the same is going to be said i think that the when uh people like zuckerberg got into facebook It appealed to so many people because it was not a giant global corporation. It was started basically like by kids and you had freedom and the older it gets, the more like a old corporation, it becomes the more like that horrible, awful, you know, corporation that nobody wanted anything to do with. It's just a matter of time before all of these things are looked at in exactly the same way, if not worse, because I, I don't think there were a lot of companies that were as bad as everyone said they were, you know, maybe some of them were, but I think most of them were trying to just make a profit, listen to their shareholders, yada, yada, yada. Some of them were very bad. Now all of them are painted bad, but these corporations Nike uh uh the new york times the washington post um any facebook google any of these brands that were cool they are not going to be cool and the swing back on them i think is going to be shocking to them just shocking to them because they're going to become the man to the new generation they are the man And they're worse than the man was, or at least they're worse than the man let on to. You know, if I'm living in the 70s and the 80s, you know, it's the man, man. But the man would never say, yeah, yeah, that's what we're doing. Man never said that. So it allowed people to live in their ignorance, me to live in my ignorance. Oh, yeah, they're not the man. See, they say they're not the man. These guys come out and brag about it these guys come out and say exactly what they're doing when the younger generation starts to go wait a minute they're the man man they're in trouble they're in real real trouble sponsor this half hour is uh, Patriot uh, no I'm sorry it's not Sarah what is our sponsor this half hour it's gold Uh, I don't know if you saw the story that came out, where was it, Saturday, and it was about our bonds. Our uh, bonds, meaning the bonds that the United States sells so they can print money, we're borrowing money, uh, weren't selling, in fact, people were dumping. And the interest rate on those bonds went through the roof and that shouldn't have happened because we just raised the interest rates why would our bonds uh, need to have even higher interest rates to get people interested well they did when that happens that shows you how much trouble our dollar is in and they're going to have to raise interest rates even more but they have to print more money because nobody will buy our bonds it's a death cycle it is If you're not looking into gold or silver, please do your homework again. Uh, There is a great piece on their website right now in their weekly market uh, update email. Uh, And if you're not on their email list, you should sign up. It is free. It's a article called uh, no chance. We're having a soft landing. It uh, quotes the former chief uh, North American economist at Merrill Lynch, a guy who knows what he's talking about, indicating there's no way we land softly in the middle of the hardest tightening by the Fed since the Paul Volcker years. It's just not going to happen. He said, recession sneak up on you like odorless gas. To be economically defensive, this week Goldline has a special offer on their historic $5 Gold Liberty and Indian Head coins. With every tube or box of 20 of the $5 Gold Liberty and Indian Head coins you acquire this week, you'll receive five of the one ounce silver Goldline bars absolutely free. Don't have egg on your face, don't lose everything, don't have your, your dollar lose its value underneath its feet. Call 866-GOLDLINE, 866-GOLDLINE, or goldline.com. This is the Glenn
2: Beck Program.
1: Welcome to the Glenbeck Beck program. I don't know if you know what yellow is, uh, but this is kind of a big deal. This is a trucking company. It was once the largest transporter of goods. It has. Uh, it's planning on filing for bankruptcy. It is now shutting down. They have been operating for nearly 100 years. It's been having financial challenges since. Oh, what a surprise. COVID. They have uh, $1.5 billion uh, in debt, a large portion of which came from the $700 million pandemic era government loan. Uh, At the time of the loan, the company was facing charges of defrauding the government by overbilling on shipments to the US military. Uh, Now, they just can't get out from uh, behind the eight ball yellow employed roughly nearly 30,000 people so they're not going to have jobs um, but don't worry their largest climb uh, um, clients are Walmart Home Depot uh, and uh, somebody else but don't worry I mean that's not gonna I mean affect the price or delay in things no absolutely not so- certainly not
0: right rights do right I mean no. No big deal. Of course not. And none of this is a big deal. We should never Gosh. worry about any of it. Uh this is what I learned over a vacation, Glenn. Uh slash trial. Um it was a uh <laughs> y- you turn it off a little bit and you realize none of it matters. Everything's going to be fine. Um don't worry about any of the problems that we're facing today. Just mm-hmm. smile, mm-hmm. It, you know, and I've heard you can have a weekly or a daily vacation with certain uh, drugs if you just start taking them, um, all the problems kind of go away and everything feels just a-okay. And so that's a a strategy I'll be pursuing in the future.
1: Okay, that's really fantastic. Thank you for that. Okay, your bet tomorrow morning when we meet, are we going to have something about Devin Archer
0: that is deadly to the Bidens to talk about or not. Uh, safety first. I'm you're going back. to assume good, good things never happen. I'm going to assume the idea <laughs> is <isn't that. laughs> uh, Of course not. Well, you know what? And you're the optimist of the show. Until <laughs> the drugs
1: saying kick something, in. <laughs> then <that? laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> the Glenn Back Program.